Welcome to the For Our Future podcast, where we pray, have real conversations, and support one another as we navigate this new world. Once a week, we gather and share what's on our hearts, our hopes for the future, and what we believe we must advocate for. Our audio quality can be staticky at times, but for the most part, listeners are able to hear us pretty clearly. We invite you to the convo. We stand together for our future. Woke Women Rising. in um so uh, yeah we can chat about anything that's on your heart on your mind and and see what opens up see what wants to be i know there's some like new faces live with us today so that's really awesome and if anyone else pops in i'll just um navigate them right into the center. not sure how how everyone's feeling um how was mother's day i guess we could start there Mine was good. It's cutting out. Shoot. You're you frozen. Oh. Yes. There, we go. there you are. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, now we can, I think. Can you hear me? Sorry. You can? No? Yeah. No? No. It's so weird. I don't need it. Oh, let me try. Somebody else can go. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yes. <laughs> I think you're okay now. Good. I um, I from it. Just the end. I just kind of chose to kind of, you know, get offline a bit and um, just focus on other things. I think it's really hard to um, share yourself and share your point of view and share where you're coming from when you're operating empty. Like it's just impossible. So. I chose to take this weekend and I mean, last week was a big week. I shared a lot of stuff and I still have people on those posts commenting, like, you know, just confusing things. At this point, I'm choosing to ignore it. Yeah. So it's been a tough week. So I, uh, I just chose to take it off and I had a really good Mother's Day and a really great time with my family. So I hope everyone else did too. Yeah, I love that you brought that up in regards to taking some time away from it all. So it brings up another question is I did that to you on the weekend too. I was kind of like, you know, weekends here. My husband works um, right now because he's training. He's gone from the house like all day long. And so it's just me and the kiddos for five days a week. And when he's home, um, I really want to enjoy that time just together as a family because it's, it's a blessing to be able to do that. Um, and it feels so nice to unplug. But then I get this like feeling of like, okay, so unplugging from what's happening, cool. And then when I come back in, it's like, wow, like instead of what feels like a direction that would make logical sense, like in the sense of like, you know, so we're reopening things up. This is really great and that kind of stuff. Like, you're like, oh, so even though we're opening up, we're still going off this like hypothetical situation that we potentially need camps for children to go into isolation for. Like, it's like, so even though things are opening back up, like why are we still buying into the narrative? Why are we still playing this narrative? Um, and so I think taking time off is super healthy. And then it feels kind of like, well, maybe if we just like stop giving it attention, it'll go away and, and our lives will be good and, and we'll just manifest like the life that we want. Um, and yeah, I could probably unfollow all the accounts that give that provide information so that I'm informed about different laws and different things that are happening. And then I wouldn't even know, right? And and would that would that be be better? And I'm not sure if any of you guys have struggled with that as well. The idea of like, maybe if I just like move it all away, then I'll, I'll be okay. Does that feel like a wise thing to do? Or does it feel like a not wise thing to do? I'm up, I'm up for chat here. Becca. I can't undo what I've learned. 
right? My eyes have been open. It's like once you're awake, you can't just like put yourself back to sleep. So I think it's a personal question. Um, if you need to follow somebody to get the information and it comes from a place of you like genuinely wanting to be informed and then absolutely. But if it's coming from a place of this is stressing me out and this is, I can't, you know, I can't look at this stuff, then you have to make that decision from within. But I know personally for me, taking that step back doesn't mean I want to go back to putting my blinders on and putting, pretending like none of this is really happening because it is happening and I'm awake to it. I think it's like setting boundaries within myself and like what I'm able to take on and what I'm not. I'm not deleting any of the posts I shared last week. I'm not taking back anything that I said, anything that I feel. I'm also not discrediting anybody who wants to put those conflicting beliefs onto my posts because we all can decide for ourselves. We can all say, I think what's happened is because of that pushback that, that caused me to go inside and think about myself and think, you know, ask myself those questions like, am I sharing, you know, from a place of, you know, wanting to inform people and, and share that love and shine that light on it? Or am I sharing because I want to be right? Or so I really just, I turned inward and I needed the time and I needed the reflection to do that. It is really tough. I mean, and I know yesterday I extended it an extra day. Like I thought, okay, Monday I'll come back and I'll do it. And I did do a little but like, I just needed extra time to stay away from it. And so for me, it was choosing to ease back in. There are times where certain people I follow, I know they have information, but I'm just choosing to scroll past it. I'm not choosing to ignore it. I'm just choosing at this particular time, can I handle it? Can I not handle it? I know that that's where I'm coming from. I love that. I think that totally makes sense. Just, I was curious to know how people were feeling and if they'd, if they come across that feeling as well, just because sometimes in the personal development world, it's very much like what you, what you think you manifest and what you, what you pay attention to expands and that kind of stuff. And so it's like, uh-huh. Yeah. But then, but then there's this like, uh-huh, but I think not paying attention to some stuff is like, as a parent feels like ir irresponsible in a way to just at least not pay attention to not better understand the laws that govern Canada specifically um, and to pay attention to the leadership that is in power right now and any leadership that may be coming up um, and, and all of those things. I think that's really important. Um, so, so yeah, any, any, anyone else have anything that they wanted to add to that last, that question? You're totally free to. What was the question, Cass? I jumped on in a later. Hi. That was like, yeah. Um, so the question was, um, you know, how, like, how we've learned so much and, and it, it kind of can feel conflicting at times. Now this is different words, but it can kind of feel conflicting at times because it, is it negative or is it informative? And, and if we like, if we're, if we're sharing it, as Amber mentioned, like the intention in the share is really, really important, even, even if it doesn't come back in a way that, that is kind just the, the intention of sharing does it ever feel like um it's doing like a disservice to be so ingrained in it or does it feel wise to be ingrained in it so that you actually know like what decisions to make moving forward am i allowed to speak always okay um i think for me because i've come from such a holistic background with my own journey that I've always questioned and it's more like a questioning again. And like you, you said, I did not care about politics. I've never cared about politics. And now I'm realizing that, okay, this does matter. My voice does matter. And I think for me coming from a background of always wanting to understand the why it empowers me to do that research and to have that discernment. And yes, I, I Amber, you said you, you kind of come back in and out of it. And I'm the same because it's like, what can I actually handle? And what I've been realizing a lot for myself is like, and I'm sure most of us have gone through this. We've gone through the great awakening already within ourselves. I believe that we're here and we have already gone through our trauma and our healing so that we can rise up and heal and be there to hold space for 
everyone that is going through this right now, right? So for me, it always comes back to like, knowledge is power. And the way to empower ourselves, especially as women in this time where we have been shut down for so many years and like that, that wound is so deep and ingrained in us and why so many of us have been feeling so afraid to speak. And I've, I've been feeling that throat chakra imbalance for years and years. And that's been part of my journey is to say like, no, I'm not gonna be silenced any longer regardless of if it's going to hurt my family. And I don't want to hurt my family. Like I want them to come with me on this journey so much. I'm writing an email to my father right now, just like saying like with love, like everything I share with you is because I love you. I don't want you to continue to follow a narrative that you've been never taught to question because you're 65 and you've just grown up this way. Like, please question and look at your child's experience of health. I used to be depressed, anxious, like all the health issues that I had by stripping away from the narrative of the medical community, which has its place. It does, it's been wonderful for so many things, but we have given up who we are and our own discernment and we have, my heart is pounding, like we've just let go of what we know inside, especially as women. We are healers, we are medicine women. This has been stripped from us for years. So us coming back to this and doing this work, as painful as it is, is so important for us to carry this information forward. So it's a ramble, but I, I just feel like we have to keep questioning and questioning and questioning. And it starts with ourselves and then it ripples and people will see this and we'll, oh, I think if we're a reflection of health, how can you, how can you, say to me that I'm wrong when I am the spitting image of physical, mental, spiritual, emotional health. And I'm a work in progress, but look at the people that are leaving the country. Do they look healthy to you? No. Why are you listening to them? So that's my piece on that. I will mute myself. No, I love that. Um, that brought up a lot of stuff. And does anybody want to jump in after that? Totally okay, wherever you're at. One of the things that came to mind that I'm really glad um, you reminded me to ask, um, it's because one of the things I do notice is as women, we do tend to still like second guess ourselves and our knowledge. And we tend to, I don't know if you guys do this, but like we tend to look to look to someone else to affirm whether or not like we're we're right and and that would definitely be a generational amount of wounding that has actually happened for the woman's voice for sure so then the question that comes to mind is how do we empower ourselves to use our voice without apology because do you ever find yourself like like feeling really charged like really adamant like being like whoa this is like not okay and then, and then you like go to eat, like do, and then you're like, wait a minute, what if I'm not right? What if I don't have my facts straight? What if this isn't accurate? What if the person like who I'm sharing about, it turns out to be like this and this, and like all of a sudden you like take away that charge that you had. Now, can those moments be good? Cause they can offer discernment for sure. But I guess the question still comes back to how do we empower ourselves to use our voice without apology? I think it starts just with this group. It really does. Just aligning yourself with the people that validate you, not because you are in this desperate search for it, but like that happened to me on the weekend and I had to take, I had to go timeout, big timeout because the anxiety and the, all the triggers and all the feelings that were coming up. So I had someone, a family member, um, post, a debunking post to Judy Miklovitz or whatever, I can't say her, I, her last name, but, um, and her, how she shared the post was, I don't understand why people choose to follow these conspiracy theories or whatever. And I was, I went to respond and then I stopped because I, I knew I was in like a reaction mode. And then I sat on it and then and this is a cousin that has been there. Like she has been a huge part of my upbringing, a huge part of keeping me safe through uh, as a child um, through a lot of different traumatic experiences with my mother. And so then I just offered another perspective. Like this is why people are choosing to look at it. It's like discernment. And like, if you're a Christian, do you question like a Buddhist? Like she's not a Christian, but you don't go that far. And like in plain sight is our freedoms being stripped from us. And that was just on my heart to which 
she responded not directly to me, but it was like the only, I was the only person that responded a cutout of the Forbes magazine. Why not to argue with the conspiracy theorist then put under that in her own words. And this is why they want to drink or something about drinking all the Kool-Aid. And it just was like, it was like the Justin Bieber, where are you now? All that flashing, but it was all that flashing of triggers. I was so upset. I went to the one person, which is my mother, which I shouldn't have done. And she started screaming at me like I was a child that I was lecturing. And in that moment, it was like here. And I just had to go piece them out because I had all the kids here and everything else. And I'm just like, I can't do this. But then I would kind of tiptoe back in on my own. Like if I muted it, and I'm like, no, this is who I need. Why the hell did I go back there to what triggers me, that's conditioned to me, that's put their thumb on me not to think in question and align myself with the women? Because when I align myself with you guys or anyone, I, the things that I'm experiencing in abundance in my life outside of just this, this being on the same page, thinking this way is phenomenal. Like my business is going places. My connections keep evolving into a, like a positive direction outside of what's going on in the world. Right. So I think it just starts just making sure that our community and our tribe, like just being aligned there and forgetting. I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. Beautiful. Does anyone else have anything they want to add to that? Can you guys hear me? Oh, oh sorry. Go ahead. You, you were first. Go ahead, Jackie. Yeah, I think it's also really funny how we do that as women too. Of like, oh, so like it's ingrained. Go ahead. So I was feeling really confident. I feel like it's been just such a journey of like every week, like a new predominant emotion, like helplessness, anxiety, frustration, rage, like I need to share my message and share what I can. And just like going back to like the apology thing, it was kind of interesting because some of the people that I got pushback from who responded to me privately about like the pandemic video specifically, and I didn't respond right away. And I literally watched this woman write to me how this needs serious fact checking and this needs to be debunked and blah, blah, blah. And I just, I was, I knew I was going to respond with like some kind of angry message. So I just was like, okay, just leave it. And then her last message was like, just ignore my rant. Like, so I almost feel like I should write back to her now in light of this discussion and be like, please don't apologize. Like you're totally like justified in having your own opinion on this, but, and then maybe I can offer a different perspective. But the other thing that happened on the weekend um, was that my mom, who I have successfully kind of woken up, which was exciting for me for, to have her like come around to this information. And now she's like way down the rabbit hole, maybe even more than I am. But even though she knows this stuff, she has, she sat me down like really seriously and was like, don't say anything. And she's like, you have a family, you have a business. Like you're going to hurt yourself if you, if people, people can tell that you don't vaccinate your kids, even though you didn't say it. And this is going to come back to bite you. And now for the last three days, I've been sitting with that being like, what do I do? Like, I, I feel like afraid, not afraid to post, but I'm like, is that my place? I don't know. So that's such a good question. Cause that's, that makes a lot of sense. If anyone else chime in, they for sure can, um, I think so a mother's love is always going to encompass a certain level or certain level of protection for their child. And so for her, she would absolutely want to protect you the same way you would, you could very well say the same thing to your child one day. I would imagine that throughout history, moms have looked at their, their daughters or their children, their sons and said the very same thing when there was a war, please don't go to war. I would imagine moms across the world have said that over and over and over again, please don't go. And what would the child more than likely respond back? I have to, I have to, I have to protect my country. I have to protect you. And, um, and so is this an information war? Yeah, this is an information war. Like we're being censored left, right, and center. Um, and, 
and I think, again, that's a personal decision for you to make in regards to, do I, do I say something or not? But, um, but it has to feel good. And if not saying something doesn't feel good, there are so many ways that you can say things that still get the message across. Um, and everyone has to do it in the way that they feel really, really aligned with. Um, so just know, like your mom's probably trying to protect you from getting hurt. Like that's the ultimate thing that anyone wants to do is I just want to protect my kids from getting hurt. I just want to get them hurt. Like, be careful. Like, don't walk up the stairs too fast. Like, oh, you want to slow down and that kind of stuff and that kind of stuff. And meanwhile, they just, they want to run. They want to run. Um, and um, one of the things that the, there was a police officer in the States who got, um, he's getting like fired from being a police officer. And, you know, he's like, he's like, I, he's in his, his last title on his video was like, um, I, I will die on this hill. And it's, he made a stand, he made a stand. And is he facing some severe repercussions for it? Absolutely he is. Um, but, but for him, like that was integrity. That was an integrity with who he is, with what he believes um, his rights are, but then what he believes the rights of the citizens that he was sworn to protect are. And um, he's, not, he's not budging on it. And it's not even that he's, and it's this, it's this ultimate surrender. It's this ultimate ability to be able to trust in the universe, to be able to trust in God, to be able to just surrender everything for what you believe in. Like, that's the thing at the end of it all. It's like surrendering for what you believe in and not holding yourself back or containing yourself in any way to try to appease a bunch of people who you probably don't even really want to be that close to in the first place. Because if you can't be your free, authentic self and have relationships with people, even if they're business, professional, family, friendships, if you can't, if you aren't allowed to express yourself in a way that isn't being harmful, hurtful, like we, we know, right? Like there's ways to communicate. Um, but if you're not able to do that with, with people, then I don't, for me personally, I don't understand those relationships because, um, because what, what's the, what's, I don't know, what's the point? Like you can't, and it's not, we often agree, like even within this circle, we don't often agree. Um, but being able to see one another's perspective and being able to hear one another. And at the end of the day, like just kind of being able to say like, yeah, like, yeah, I don't agree with you, but you know, I love you because I see your heart. I see your heart. Like, you know, your heart's like in a really beautiful place and I'm going to, I'm going to just see you. Like, I'm going to see you. Like, it's the same way. Like we see, like, uh, again, our kids, like mom's like, we have got so much like Intel when it comes to like humanity. It's so cool back to here. We've experienced that. Um, but it's, it's incredible because you see them and sometimes they're nasty to other people and they're mean. And you're just kind of like, Oh, like, I love you no matter what even if I do this, oh yeah, no matter what, you can't do anything that would make me stop loving you. It doesn't matter what you do. I, I will always love you. And it's very true. And that's like, that's a mother's heart. That's a mother's love. Um, and do, does everyone in our life have to love us that way? No, but, but it, it matters in regards to who we surround ourselves with moving forward and how we feel and how we find ourselves censoring ourselves around people you know? So yeah, I don't know if that helped. And if anyone else. It's I not have. just mom's love. It's Jesus's love too. Totally. It's how Jesus loves us as well. Right. So, and he, he died for us. So he literally said, no matter what you do, no matter what sin, I will love you anyway. And I, I truly believe that that's really the goal of life is just to, to, love everyone the way that Jesus loves all of us. So it doesn't matter if you don't agree. I like you anyway. And I think too, like we all came here for our own purpose and reason, and it's not to appease to everyone. Like we all came in with our karma and like to go on the yogic path of like, that's where I kind of stem from or starting to resonate more with is that even too like when we see other people in pain the initial reaction is to fix is to fix but sometimes that's not for us to fix like that's part of their journey is for them to go through this and that's been the hard thing for me as a child because i've been the fixer i've been a therapist since i freaking came into this world it's just who i am and i've had to learn how to navigate not projecting my inner knowing and what i know because i see 
what people need so that they can heal. That is one of my gifts. And to be met with backlash constantly, 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 I was silenced like you, Jackie, when you're talking about like your mom saying like, don't say that it's out of protection. But then I look at it as a child who has had that happen her whole life. So you can't say that. You can't say that. Don't be too emotional. Don't do that. When I know in my core, I'm, I'm not the right, but I'm right. Like it's my truth. But then I look at how much dis-ease that is caused in my body, my mental spirit, like everything. And it's been that unraveling of now I'm realizing, is my health important? Yes. That is the first, the most important thing to me. And if I'm going to allow other people to impact my health because they're telling me not to speak, that's not for me. Bye-bye. Like I have to protect myself. And so to silence yourself for the appeasement of others and to protect others, you're doing disservice to yourself. So I think, again, everything needs to come back to us. We need to start this healing within ourselves as mothers too. And I know I'm a mother because I have a child up there. We've spoken. She's my daughter. She's coming to me when, when I'm ready. Um, but it's for her. Everything is for her. These generational wounds that I have gone back in history and looked back into my family history to understand why. Why did my mother behave this way? Why did she choose to behave this way? I think too, is if we do that as mothers and as a society, and we look at the conditioning of the people who are giving us resentment and backlash and resistance, it's like that compassion piece that I was talking about with when families do attack, like it's because they, they're reciting and re, like reliving the conditioning that they've had and that's up to them. And all we can do is lead with love. Like you said, Amber, like love is love is love is love. Like it's unconditional. Um, but as women, this is our opportunity to tune back into that medicine and that inner knowing that we have, especially with our cycles and our, just like who we are. This is our time. And like, you're all here to, to lift up humanity. So don't keep, don't silence yourself is what I'm saying is like, you're not alone and we will experience backlash because we have. Yeah. Look at, look at the witch trials. Like look at, look at history as women. And now we have the strength and courage because we've all got this connection because of thank you, sacred internet that has brought us together. And yeah, the great awakening is happening. It's just knowing your heart that if it, if it resonates and it's true, then there's truth in that. And coming back to the feeling of that, because you you feel it vibrationally when you know something is true. Yeah. Yeah. Nadine, I know that. Thank you so much, Nadine. I know you wanted to add in there. I think there was an unmute. Oh, it was, um, I was just going to respond to the, uh, the story about the cop. Um, I watched it last night with my husband and I asked him, cause I know he's very much believes in standing up for things, but I asked him if he would have done the same thing. And he said that if it meant putting his family in danger, it would be hard to, it seemed like that cop had like other side gigs that, you know, he felt confident that he could stand down and, you know, make, keep like with his position. But he's like, if I were to make a decision like that, even though I believed it to be true, if it impacted my family, I would feel guilty. And I don't know, I could follow through with it. And it, initially when he said it, I kind of felt upset. But then like, I get his point as well. And so that's in relation as well to Jackie. Like, it's like where, that's the struggle I'm having as well. It's like, what do I say to support this, but at the same time, not put my family in danger? in harm's way. Like, you know, I was really, really affected this weekend with the videos of the parents being arrested in front of their kids. Like that to me, is just like, I would kill someone if they tried that. But at the same time, I don't want to put my kids through that either. So it's like, I'm trying to find this balance or this, like, what can I do without like putting my family at risk? So yeah. It's really beautiful, Nadine. Thank you. Um, I watched those two. Actually, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't turn the sound on. So I watched, but I couldn't turn the sound on because the last thing I wanted to do was to hear the sound of the little boy trying to cling to his mom. Um, so, so I, I watched, but I couldn't listen. Um, and it's like, so, and this is where, like part of this great awakening, 
and it's like, it's this thing, it's leads me to the next question really beautifully. Um, does it feel like as Canadians, we are too complacent? And like, it's one thing to say, like our freedoms are being um, encroached upon. It's one thing to say, like, yo, prime minister, like what's, what's up with you? Like, this is very strange behavior. And can you please explain all of these like really weird family ties and connections that you have um, that are, that are really sketchy. Um, and like, why are you, like, why, why are you choosing the actions that you're doing? Like, this is all very, very strange. Why are these rumors going around that you, you know, you're under house arrest? Like, what, what is all of this? So that's, you know, leader stuff. So something's wrong there for sure. Then you've got the queue and the revolution and, um all of all these people like rising up you're watching americans you're watching people in, in poland um in the streets protesting because i mean um from one of the women in the community here she you know, there's there's no food like they're they have a food shortage like a legit in poland like legit they're so they're protesting in the streets demanding you know for this there's petitions going around to charge bill gates for crimes against humanity um like there's just there's so much so much and like are we are are we too complacent or or is it or is it not as bad or is it because we're entering into our golden season of of abundance when it comes to food and like sunshine and outdoor time that you know it's not so it's not so bad right now and and we're so well taken care of within within reason within our own homes and stuff like that and like but I know that, you know, not everyone has it like that. So, so is it that, are we being too complacent? Like, are we, are we like, sh should we be like really, really like out there? Like I know some women go to the protests on Saturdays that happen in Toronto. I've not yet been to one. Um, and I mean, it seems like they are pretty peaceful. There was a protest that happened in Alberta where a young man was dragged by police officers to be arrested. He was dragged. Like they literally dragged him. Um, and it was a peaceful protest and people were social distancing there and stuff like that. So that's, that happened in Alberta. Um, that's kind of, that's pretty close to like home. Um, so I don't know how you guys are feeling about like, are we, are we being too complacent? Are we waiting for like that, like, boom, you know what I mean? Are we waiting for the 6666 law to come into effect within Canada where they can actually go into your home and remove your children and then detain them in a quarantine camp? Like, what is that? That's in the States. I saw someone say that that was in Canada too, but I haven't been able to qualify that yet. So I'm not sure. Um, so like, what's your feeling about that? Like, are, are we being too complacent? Do we really need to get out there now and, and start demanding for our rights? I'm curious to know it's been going through everyone's mind around that. Um, while you're talking about this, I'm being reminded again of our history as Canadians um, in the past with how we've treated Indigenous people. And we did this with residential schools. We infected people so that we could do this. And this is just another form of it happening again. And it's, I think as white women, it's, this is a whole nother thing of questioning our whiteness. And for those of us who are, again, like this, it's, interesting to experience this now because we've always witnessed it as the reader of history or we've seen it happen to other communities and now it's happening to us and it's kind of like holy shit again it brings me back to that piece again of like I, I just navigating all of that as well and I do believe we have to speak up I'm still trying to figure that out because I've been silenced for so many years it's just like getting that muscle working again but like it's happening all over so the masses are like in numbers we're bigger my I just don't understand how like our numbers of humanity are so much bigger than the salt the small few that are controlling so it's like do we have this massive like physical eruption I don't I don't know I don't I don't really know but I just I think like we look back at history and it's like to be blind to that it's not happening again confuses me when people are just like following the narrative that we're hearing like i don't understand how you can't see you've been taught this in history books it's a decent, it's a decent. 
It's like we've been desensitized, right? All of this stuff has happened, and so many people, like, I got a comment on my post that this isn't a movie. We don't live in a movie, Amber. This isn't a movie. Why would uh, the government want to control us? And it's like they're so desensitized to the fact that where do you think those ideas from movies come from? Mm-hmm. You know, like I I do feel like and and as a as Canadian, we are that caring. You know, we are that you know considerate people. I just don't understand how they can't be considerate to the truth. So what's really happening? It's like people are so desensitized they won't even look at it. Sorry for interrupting. No, it's it's cool. I agree with you. The first thing I said when all of this happened was we're in a movie and Will Smith is going to come and save the day because it's literally like all of those movies. I watched The Hunger Games, um, don't know why, loved it when I was a child. I'm a Katniss, like I am Katniss. And when I reflected back, it's like, I loved it because I never imagined that this could happen, but it is happening. And it made me physically sick. Like we've been conditioned in our movies and our media to believe all of this so that when this happens, we're already just like, okay, we're just going to play along because Will Smith is going to come and save the day. Like, I agree with you. We just not stick up. <laughs> Sorry. And, um, and, when I watched the Hunger Games for the first time, it made me stick to my stomach because I was like, this shit can happen. The same with, I don't, I watched the Purge, one, one of the pur- Purge movies. Um, and I was like, how is this, how is this legal? I kept saying through the whole movie and my partner at the time is like, would you just shut up? But I'm like, how was this allowed to be put out on to mainstream? How was this allowed? Like, this is like, this shit's going to happen like this. And that, that's what people joked at the beginning of all this. This looks like the purge. When do we get the rights to go out and kill everybody? Right. And I was just like, no, 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 no. Like the anxiety there, because I was like, if you have, I don't know if you guys have watched the purge or any of them. Oh, sorry. I don't know if you've uh, watched any of the purge movies. They're gore. Like I like a good scary movie with ghosts. Like, Oh, this could happen. But the purge is just, is one day of the year where you're allowed to go out and kill whoever you want. And I would, uh, yeah, I just, so get, movies like those petrify me. It's like the hundred in days. every movie. It's not just in movies like those. I watched Trolls World Tour on the weekend with my kids. And it was so eerie. It was so eerie because I was like, what? One musical group wants to take over the world. (laughs) You know, I mean, I felt hope in the message too, because like we all are different and we do all deserve to be different. But like you said, it's in the movies. It's showing us. It's literally telling us what they're planning. And because it's a movie, because it's, you know, society, like, oh, it's just a story. It's like desensitized people to it. I think a lot of people, like Canada's very high in immigrants. So they've come from places where it's much, much, much worse. And this is their safe place. And they're also scared of being sent back. So that's a big reason of why they're complacent. Like, you know, my parents are immigrants. They left during a war. And, you know, when I try to talk to them, they listen. But at the same time, they're like, don't say anything. Like, we don't want anyone to, like, harm you or whatever. So there's a high population of immigrants that, you know, know and are aware, but they're just too scared to say anything. And it will probably have to be that big boom moment where, like, your rights are, like, literally being infringed where people will actually start to act. Do you think that was strategically planned? I know that's super conspiracy, but when you take a look back at like the last 10 years of immigration within Canada, some, some people, I'm not saying this, that I believe this, but some people say it's like a silent genocide for Canadians because now you do have a population that is afraid to speak because 
going back would be terrifying and it would be better to stay here and hope for the best. Has anyone ever come across that or thought that or been like wondering that? And this is not coming from a place of like prejudice or racism or anything like that. It's just like a question that's kind of like, where are Canadians roots? What are we actually rooted to? Because right now, it doesn't feel like we have a, a strong root system. It feels like at any moment, you could take this like big tree that's supposed to be well rooted into the earth and very well grounded so many ways, economically, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically. And it feels like you could just knock it over. And the destruction from that would be, would be massive. Cassie, yeah. I think it was you. Um, sorry, did I cut someone else off? <laughs> no, no, go ahead. Um, I think you had shared that Canuck Law website. So I like did take some time exploring that, which was definitely like eye-opening. And I think for me, like I have never taken any kind of interest in politics whatsoever. And like, let alone Canadian politics, like, or history, like nothing could be more boring to me. So I think that's a lot of where my like complacency comes from. Cause it's just like, what am I, I don't care. Like our politics is so boring. These people are so lame. We're just like this little kid sibling to the United States. So I would way rather watch what's going on there. And right now, quite frankly, I'm like, I wish I was American because I feel not really, but you know, that Trump is a more exciting leader. That's for sure. Who's going to like shake things up. Whereas now the more I've learned about Trudeau, I'm just like, Oh God, like we have, a little mini antichrist leading us. And just interestingly, like, I think I might've shared this on the last call, but I don't remember, but maybe early on in the, uh, it was just part of my waking up process early on in quarantine, my kids and I were driving past a park and it was like shut down by cops. And there was like maybe seven officers around a circle of three men. Um, and curiosity, like got the better of us and my kids and I were like let's go down to the park and see what's going on the police had all left and like it was three native men standing around the circle and again forgive me if people have heard this already my kids were playing in the water and then eventually like I sort of like reached out to the guys and I was like oh like what did they say to you like could you were you allowed to you know what were, what was wrong and they were they said they were just having a sacred fire for the people who were sick right from their community Anyways, it turned into a conversation and it was just like this synchronistic moment of them saying, you know, there was a genocide in Canada, right? Like with the residential schools. And I was like, I didn't know that. Like, I didn't know there was, I mean, I knew about residential schools, but I didn't know that that piece of the history it's just got this eerie resident, like, you know, meaning to it now, given what is going on. But yeah, all that Canuck law stuff and the destruction of the West and like our values and Christianity and certainly things that again, like I was raised Catholic, Polish Catholic, that I completely like turned my back on religion because of, you know, discoveries about the Catholic church, but it contributed to that Christian value demise too, because only now am I sort of coming back to it and thinking like that was taken away from me, but we need it. Like we need something to unify us. Anyway, I've got nothing. No answers. That's Just beautiful. observations. <laughs> beautiful. Yeah, it's very similar sentiments that I've been feeling as well, which have shocked me as well, because I did a really, I've tried really, really, really hard to find something um, over the years to remove myself from um, Christianity and that kind of stuff. But the only thing that I can think of as of late is not saying that I need to swing the pendulum back, but more so just kind of recognizing the root again. It has to be a grounding, a rooting in something that is like, that is holy. <laughs> because it's not happening in our leadership. It's not there at all whatsoever. And without that moral compass, if we're relying on our own with and thinking that we're above God or above um, like pure holy light or or above spirituality, that's that's troublesome because we're so much spirit, we're so much energy. Like our makeup is so like vibrant that way, and and the moment that we turn our gaze towards that, there is peace, there is love, like there is joy, like it's 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 amazing. Um, to know, to know something so fervently, um, and to and to realize that 
there's been a lot of work done to to create void within void within our politics within our schools like it's just it's like wow there's there was it to me it seems like there was very deliberate intention to remove holiness from even our judges and that kind of stuff which they need that discernment they need that ability like so yep no jackie i think that was awesome okay i'm sorry my kids are asking lots of questions Okay. Yeah, the mass genocide is real. And it, that is also left out of our Canadian history books. Like I, the only time that I really learned about what was going on is in university, I was, I was going to become a teacher and that was my path. And then when I learned about the school system, I was like, this is not for me. I experienced how they treat our children that have, I don't want to say disabilities, but different abilities. And this whole like in inclusion model is bullshit um if i wasn't there as like the the care aid or whatever i was i was just a student they're not taken care of they're not looked after it's just a second thing um but going back to like the mass genocide i took course in indigenous communities and learning too like the identity crisis that that community is going through because they've had to be assimilated and then now they're stripped of their roots and it's just like again I, for me, like, I always come back to the mother, like earth is, is my, that's my spirit and always has been. And, and I look at us as a society again, as like, we've, we've put ourselves on this pedestal of we are God essentially. And we are like, God is within us and it's all connected. But again, as humans, like we think we're invincible to everything and that we're not a part of this nature, like in my mind, in some ways, and this may be harsh. So I say it again with love, like I see on the bigger picture that humans are the disease, like we are the virus because we've overpopulated ourselves and not that we all don't deserve to be here. So I go back and forth because again, like that's a, you question it, but I think we have, we're so diseased as a society and as a species that it's rippling out and mother earth is now coming in and saying, listen, we have to stop. Like the sacred pause is for us to stop and then heal ourselves and come back to who we are which is nature at our core, I believe, and love. And again, we're connected to the cosmos and all of that. But like the genocide that's happening, it's happening again. We see it. It's, it's so obvious. It's obvious in just like how we've constructed ourselves as a society that it's okay. And, and the dehumanization that is happening is just mind-blowing. And like I'm reading the... Um, Bernie Brown's book. And it's like, I have to remember that even though I may not agree with everyone and the Illuminati and whoever's doing all this shit, like it's horrible. And yes, we can say like, they need to burn or we, we need to put them to jail or even to death, whatever people are saying. But then it's that compassion piece too, like they're humans as well. And then I look at it as like, well, where did, what happened to them that they were steered so far on this other path, like I, where's the disconnect? And again, I think everything comes back to childhood trauma and we're just a couple generations off of a world, massive world war. And it takes apparently seven years to cycle out. And there's that seven year cycle. And I think that we're so rooted in our own traumas that it's just happening over and over and over again. So this piece as women is we do this work, we heal our own inner child wounds, we then heal the next generation but also heal the lineages from the past i've had my grandmothers come back to me in visions and say like thank you for doing this work we see you you're the one that is carrying the torch for our lineage going forward and you have that voice so don't shut up my mother went through a very traumatic birth with me so me being here is a miracle so i'm not taking that for granted i'm not wasting that because my child is going to come into this world and if I don't do this work, I'm passing on the same shit that's happened in my family for years and years and years to women. And that's not what I'm going to do. So I know that's digressing, but I think again, it's like, we have to come back to ourselves and God and source is in us. We are nature. It's all connected. We just have to remind everyone else that it's within them as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's, the message as Canadians, 
I think that it's when you're afraid of your message because of how, um, you know, how deep do you want to go down? You don't necessarily, and I think I said that from the beginning, you don't necessarily have to share all these posts and we don't have to share all this, the corruption per se, but we could share how to be a human and a good human. And I, and I think that's as can, Canadians, maybe we're just more grounded in that spiritual uh, that we can, we don't have to scream and yell and necessarily be as forceful as an American or an, you know, another culture. Maybe we just need to just focus on that humanization part on just being that light, but be just be, maybe that's the force, the force of kindness, the force of, of humanity. Maybe that's what we need to do. Um, as opposed to just, and I, th and I think that's where you're, you're heard. Cause even if I, if like I post from my heart, just like my thoughts, whatever, as opposed to sharing the pandemic movie, if you will, it's better received you know, and I'm not saying you stop doing those things. I'm not saying that at all. You do whatever, whatever makes you feel good, but maybe that's where we connect and join forces and find more of us like that, that can just really be authentic in that. That makes a lot of sense. I like that. Um, and I think it opens up, I, th I think one of the best things to do is to keep on bridging the gaps and to keep on bringing more people who are willing to question the narrative um, and to keep on building up that trust and that community. Um, as some of you guys know, like the, these recordings, the audio, it's gonna be like in a podcast. And so that's gonna, Molly, stop, Molly. That's gonna allow for um, uh, more than likely more people to want to be part of the combo, which could be really cool. Um, and voices together are important. And, um, and I like that we all have really different backgrounds and experiences and, and aren't looking to be like, right. Or to like, be like, this is how you build a country and stuff like that. It's more so just like, um, what lessons can we learn from this? And then what do we need to be aware of? And I think that's one of the things like to close in like prayer with is like, what do we need to be aware of moving forward? Because it does feel like there's a, that we are wanting the awareness, that we're wanting the discernment. And it's almost like, um, ha like asking to activate like an alarm bell inside for anything that could be happening that we knew that we do need to take action on. That would be something really beautiful to, to pray for. So would that be okay if, we kind of closed with that. Okay. Is that, did anybody want to want to pray? Totally okay. Whatever you guys want. I always ask that. So, any, so anyone who wants to knows if they can. <laughs> and, and if you want to next time, that, feel free to let me know. And uh, that would be just fine, but I can absolutely lead, lead a prayer. Um, and um, I close my eyes for prayer. Whatever you guys want to do is totally fine. So, um, <sighs> we just come to a place of stillness within and we come to a place of surrender because surrender is a compass that has always been really incredible of allowing us to let go and in that let go in the release then we're able to receive and so dear god today we release and we surrender and we just welcome your spirit which is that of unconditional love to come in and to clean up all the energy of worry because the energy of worry is helpful, but then also can be very distracting and can, and can start um, to turn our gaze towards something that may not be as, as productive. Now we need that emotion of fear and that emotion of anger. These, these are okay emotions to have, but because you reside with an unconditional love, we just thank you so much for that. And we just ask for your presence to be really available to every single woman, every single man listening right now. We just really ask that your presence be so available within these moments and within these conversations so that ultimately anything that we do is led by unconditional love because that 
is peace and that is joy and that is abundance. And so we continue to ask for discernment. And one of the things that we ask for in particular around discernment is for an alarm bell. And we ask for this to be implanted within our heart, to be a seed rooted within us so that as this world continues to change and as we continue to observe the change, that we know what it is that we must do. And so that we don't question ourselves, that we don't question our validity, so that we don't question our ability to lead, to use our voice in a way that honors you and the sanctuary that you provide for our heart and for our soul, but then also is a voice and a lantern for other people who may be looking for a safe place right now to unravel, who may be looking for a safe place right now to question, who may be wondering why they don't feel at ease or at peace, and then they can possibly find something within these beautiful walls that are created within this group right now. And then we do ask that it extend out into our province and into our country because it's, it's important. It, for some reason, it's mattering to us right now. And so we just ask to be used in a way that continues to direct people towards love, but then also does not diminish our voice in a way that doesn't feel good. So we just humbly accept. We humbly accept what the next days, weeks, months are, are, are being moved towards. We accept, we accept it, but please let us know in, in an alarming way when it's time. If, if ever that moment comes, let us know so that we know what authority we stand with because we also have an authority within us. We have it, it's there. And so let it not get misconstrued or manipulated in any way and just continue to guide our hearts really, really closely and our minds. And in all of this we pray, amen. I add to that? Sorry. <clears throat> yes. Sorry, it's so funny, my throat. Um, can we sing and yeah. like vibrationally chant? Have you heard of the, the chant, I release control and surrender to the flow of love that will heal me? No, I haven't heard of that. But <clears throat> we'll see how the voice sounds this morning. But I'll, should I write it in the chat or like, can you? Oh, yeah. Do you want to do that? Because that, that can help. Absolutely. Then you can read it. Yeah, that's super helpful. Good call. Well, it's okay. Okay. So it's there. Thank you. All right. Getting brave. So it goes like this I release control and surrender to the flow of love that will heal me i release control and surrender to the flow of love that will heal me if you want to join you can i'll sing a couple more times I release control and surrender to the flow of love that will heal me. I release control and surrender to the flow of love that will heal me. Thank you for letting me share. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. I know it seems different to start to chant, pray, to do these things that we may have been either we used to do and then we thought we won't do this anymore. Um, and and so I really appreciate the courage that it takes to kind of go out there on a limb spiritually, because that's essentially what, what we're doing when we're, we're doing that. Um, and so 
just as an encouragement is over the next week till we meet till we meet again is just allow your heart to come back to spirit and to to that source and um that divine energy um just really allow it to come back to that place because it'll give you a lot of strength and it'll it'll also just allow you to feel safe for come what may um we weren't we weren't guaranteed uh physical eternity um but we 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 were guaranteed spiritual and soulful eternity and so rest in that and find uh comfort in that recognizing that there's a duality even in that surrender um often it's because we don't ever want to be apart from the ones that we love so so um i'm aware of that but if you can allow allow your soul to be more activated throughout these times um, and whatever you can do to connect to that will bring you peace even if it's in moments that that matters still because it'll build from that okay thanks loves anyone else want to add anything that's loves beautiful hearts okay Thank you so much. Thank you. We appreciate it. All right. We'll see you guys again. And if anything pops up, just drop it into the, the group. Oh, thank you.